your horse training questions answered. Answered. Welcome to the Carson James Podcast, your weekly boost of horsemanship. No jargon, no fluff, and no BS. Just natural, proven solutions that work. And now, here's Carson James. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. For those of you that are returning listeners, I hope you've been enjoying the ones we've done so far. Now, we've got a question here. Uh, we've got a question here from Lori, and she is asking, uh, what's basically, she's asking, what's the deal with lunging? She says, what is the purpose of lunging, and how do I do it correctly? Okay, so here's the here's the thing about lunging oh and by the way my voice is kind of going out so if it sounds a little scratchy or something uh that's why so apologies in advance for that here is the deal with lunging uh it doesn't really do anything miraculous like i've started a lot of cults that never really even knew how to lunge now you know yeah they could walk a circle around you and kind of do direction changes but that's that's about it so lunging is no different than any other thing you would want to do with your horse, like any other kind of exercise. Now, the reason that we do any kind of training exercise, no matter what it is, the whole purpose is it's just one more opportunity to practice communicating with your horse and get him to thinking doing about doing the same things that you're thinking about what you want him to do. So it's just one more chance to get you and your horse on the same mental track. For example, if you ever see a horse that's loping real nice circles and it's not taking much effort to get him to do it, you know, it looks really good. Well, you can pretty safely say that the riders and the horses thoughts are pretty closely related same thing when the horse is doing a really nice effortless side pass the rider is thinking about side passing and the horse obviously is devoting a good bit of his thoughts to how to put his feet and how to balance to you know perform a nice clean side pass so lunging is just one more thing that you can do to try to exercise getting your horse's thoughts the same as your thoughts. Now, how to do it correctly. This is something that a lot of horses are missing on, and I mean a lot of them. And what that is, is for one, being able to do a direction change without crowding or coming in to the human's bubble. And when we say the human's bubble, what we're talking about is a lot of people think that a horse is crowding if he gets really close to the human without the human's permission. But a lot better way to look at that, the crowding deal, is if you put your horse 10 feet out away from you, at any point, if he comes closer than 10 feet without your permission, then technically that would be coming into your space or crowding you and it would even be the same for 15 feet if you put him 15 feet out 
if he came within 14 feet of you without your permission, well, then technically it's crowding you. So a lot of the times when somebody attempts to, man, my voice is really going out. Just bear with me, guys. Uh, A lot of the times when somebody is attempting to do a direction change when they're lunging the horse. Oh, here we go. My, my awesome wife just brought me some kind of hot drink. Hold on one, hold on one second. Oh, that's really good. That feels like that helps. So when somebody goes to do a direction change with their horse, a lot of the times what happens is when the horse goes to do the direction change, kind of just visualize what happens here. The horse kind of turns in towards the human. And then instead of staying back and kind of staying out there on his circle, he comes in towards the human while making the change. So if it's really bad, a lot of the times the human will actually have to step out of the way to not get ran over or, you know, stepped on by the horse. Now, there's a really, really easy way to fix that, and all you have to do is break the lunging down into, like, phases. Now, you would also be amazed at how many horses are not able to lunge at a walk. Uh, We just helped a lady uh, a few days ago who had a horse that, at first glance, looked like the horse did not lunge very well at all, but... It was really just that she had to get the horse to slow everything down and do it kind of in sections, like a few different phases. So uh, phase one that you would do is first you would just get the horse stopped. And, you know, there's a lot of different ways to do it. A really easy way is to start just shaking the lead and then you just start shaking it more and more vigorously until he comes to a stop. And if you work on that a little bit, it'll get to where you just wiggle it a little bit and he'll just come to a stop. So, you know, you would practice this all from, you know, all at a walk. Get it really good at a walk and then, you know, you would move up in speed. But phase one is to get the horse stopped. Phase two is to get the horse backing up. By this point, he's probably kind of facing the person who's lunging him or nearly facing him. And as this is, this is where everybody has a little trouble, but if you do it a little bit with a little practice for you and the horse, it gets really, really easy. As the horse is backing, you want to start trying to get him to change directions and go the other way, but you don't want to try to get him to change directions if he's not backing up. So keeping him backing through the direction change is priority number one. Now this might be a little bit hard to explain uh, without having a video, but anyways, just kind of envision this. You get the horse stopped and then you get him where he's kind of facing up. At any point, you're ready to start shaking really big if he tries to come towards you. So it's all about getting him to stop and face up and then just kind of stand there for a few seconds. It's kind of phase one. Phase two, get him backing up. 
So let's say that you were lunging him around to the left and you're ready to go to the right. So you've got him faced up and you've got him backing up. So what you would do from there is as you're shaking and backing him up, you would put the lead rope in your right hand. And then, you know, ideally he w- you would have a flag unless he was just really good at this. You would have a flag in your left hand. And then you wouldn't get in a hurry about it. You would just, you know, take a lot of time, let him find the direction change. And as he's backing, you would just start to gently raise the flag and start waving it kind of slow at first and then bigger if you needed it. And you would kind of do it in like his cheek muzzle area, kind of just to the right side of his face. Uh, If you're facing him, it would be your left, his right. And you would just start to present the flag right there, waving it and shaking it a little bit. Now, if a horse is sensitive, you wouldn't even need to do that. You know, it would depend on the sensitivity of the horse. Some horses, you might have to put it up by their cheek and really wave it vigorously to get them to start thinking about turning away from it. So what you're going for is to get the horse to turn to his left It would be to your right. He was going on a left circle. Now you're trying to get in position to go to the right. And remember, the key priority is keeping him backing. If he's not backing, he won't be able to reach across with his shoulders, and he won't be able to turn really clean. So as he's backing, you come in and you start to just push on that cheek. What you're trying to do is get the shoulders to back up and step away from you to the to the horse's left all at the same time where he's it's almost like he would be kind of backing in a circle now if um if you want you know a real clear visual of this you can just go to buckaroocrew.com and uh what the buckaroo crew is for those of you that uh don't know buckaroo crew is basically just a website where we have all of these different videos, but there's a section in there called the virtual clinic. And we really break down all of the elements of what needs to happen in order for a horse to lunge correctly and to do it right, which basically is be able to to lunge him uh, and have him maintain the gait that you put him in and have him be able to do direction changes without coming into your space. So you can go to buckroocrew.com, go into the virtual clinic and watch us doing this with horses and owners that have never done it before, teaching them how to break it all down into steps and, and get this going. Now, you would think, holy cow, it's just lunging. Why is there, you know, why is Carson putting so much emphasis on this? Well, to the horse, this is a really critical time because if if the thing that normally happens happens, which is the horse coming into your space and the human having to yield their feet away from the horse, well, that's just one more instance of where in horse language you're saying, okay, horsey, I'm not the leader. You are. I'm yielding your feet. Uh, you're, or, you know, you're yielding my feet is what I meant to say. And that's setting your horse up to not have leadership. That leads to lack of confidence in the human, which leads to lack of confidence in himself, which leads to spooky, which leads to buddy sour, which leads to, you know, all the horsey problems that people have. So 
this, you know, it's really important that your horse doesn't crowd you at any point, but because it's so common in a direction change and lunging, that's why we're putting so much emphasis on this. But if you can get that changed around, that's going to be one more place to where you can say, hey, I'm the leader. I'm causing you to yield your feet away from me. And the best part, it's just one more place where you can have some clear communication going on with your horse, which helps build his confidence in you. In turn, he becomes more confident. In turn, it's like a domino effect. You know, it's just one more thing, one more little thing you can do that combined with a bunch of other little things make really big differences, especially to the horse. You know, it's really important for the horse that we can communicate to them clearly so they can have a clear understanding of what they need to do. Therefore, they can have that confidence that we all want our horses to have. So back to where we were at. As he's backing, you're pushing on his cheek, and at some point, he's going to start to turn away from you. But that's, the, that's kind of the key. You don't want him to start going forward until he is pointed back on his original circle. Therefore, when he does go forward, he will be able to do so without coming in towards you. We always tell people when you're doing direction changes while lunging, it's a way better deal if as you're getting that direction change, you can get him backing and have him yield away and you are walking towards him so he is not coming towards you. It's a complete role reversal as far as herd dynamics and how horses establish leadership and who to trust and all that good stuff. So now you've got him pointed completely 180 degrees from where he was originally pointing, where he was lunging to the left. Now you can allow him to walk off and he can do it without coming in on you. Then you can let him walk a few circles, and at any point, if he starts to get uh, fast or starts to randomly trot or something, you just start shaking, and then you shake a little bigger and a little bigger, and at some point, he will either slow down his trot or he will drop back to a walk. In either instance, you would release. Now, if, if he only briefly slows down the trot, then yeah, give him a brief release, and then start it right back up again. If he trots faster, start shaking bigger, and you can, you know, you kind of get in his way when he thinks fast, get out of his way when he thinks slow. And you can work this, and if you have a little bit of timing of when you get in his way and when you get out of his way, you can have him real good at just walking circles around you, doing multiple direction changes without coming in and crowding you, and you can have him uh, real easily stopping, backing up, just with a slight wiggle of the lead rope. So uh, phase one would be stop the horse. Phase two would be back the horse. Phase three, as he's backing, push on the cheek area with your flag. And, you know, in this scenario, you're trying to get him to turn and be get set up to lunge to the right now. So your right hand would kind of be extended out, giving him that direction. And at the same time, you'd probably be wiggling a little bit to keep him backing up. Now, you know, if, if you don't have those key foundational pieces in there, for example, 
being able to wiggle the rope and have him stop and then back up, uh, you know, it's going to be kind of difficult because lunging is basically just putting together a few different elements. It's shoulder control, being able to drive the horse forward, and it's being able to have your horse stop and or back up. And then when you, if you've got all those really good, then it's very easy to lunge a horse. Uh, we were at a clinic a while back and a lady brought this really green colt who had never lunged, didn't know anything about how to lunge. And in about five minutes, we had him, you know, just lunging around really good, doing lots of nice direction changes, but it's because we broke it down. First, we got him good at stopping and backing up. Then we got him really good at yielding his shoulders, which is basically you just get them back in and as they're backing, you step in there and push on the cheek neck area and uh, try to get their shoulders to step away from you. And, you know, every time the shoulders kind of step away a little bit, you release, then you do it again and release. So you want to make sure you have the elements. Now, this is true with any maneuver. You can apply this exact same way of thinking to anything. Let's take a side pass, for example. A side pass is nothing more than having the hind end take one step to the left and then having the front end take one step to the left without the horse leaking forward very much. So you can break that down. You can get your horse pretty easily. You can get a horse to where their front end will more or less stay in the same spot, and you can just get the hind end to walk a circle around the front end. That's like the absolute number one prerequisite for building a good side pass or a half pass or a leg yield, you know, kind of depends on what discipline you're in, but let's just call it a side pass for, for, uh, for wording's sake. Okay, so then once you got that, phase two is without your horse leaking forward very much, it's to get him to, let's say, pick up his front left foot, set it directly to his left, place it back down, then bring his right foot and bring it directly to his left and set it down right there beside the left one and then just stand there. Just stand there and chill. It's really important that they settle in between these maneuvers so they don't get to do an excess movement. Okay? Then you just do it again. You step the hind to the left, and then you step the front to the left. Now, if you're first starting this, you know, it, it's usually if you're having trouble getting the front end to step directly over to the left, a lot of times uh, if you just get them backing up a little bit and then same thing as when you're doing direction change on lunging. As they're backing, you just start to open up your left hand and you open up your left leg a little bit. Keep their neck almost straight. Don't overbend them because that'll make them lock up their front end and then they'll just swing their butt out or something like that. But get them backing and then open that left side as they're backing, keeping their neck pretty straight. And then you'll kind of feel them just step their withers over to the left a little bit. And then you release them, pet them a second or two. Well then, so anyways, you get them where they're doing this real easy. And then it's very easy to, even a colt, like on his second or third ride, once he can do that, you can side pass them real easy. 
Step the high into the left, the front, then the high, and then the front, then the high, and then the front, and they just start moving sideways. It's a pretty simple deal when you break it down. So any you know any maneuver you can, if you can break it down into you know the pieces, the elements, like okay, what actually goes on during a flying lead change? What goes on during uh, when a horse backs up? When you're lunging? When they direction change? break those down into a several different pieces and you can really quickly getting a horse to doing any of those maneuvers. So once again, why is it important that a, a horse can side pass? Why is it important a horse can lunge? Why is it important a horse can back up, turn to the left, turn to the right? The, the best answer for that is because the more of that stuff you can get your horse to doing and doing well, then the more you are able to get that horse to think the same thoughts that you are having. And, you know, the ultimate horsemanship is, you know, about 98% of the time, what you're, think what you're thinking is exactly what the horse is thinking. Once again, when you see a horse riding around bridleless, reason that looks so good is because the horse and the human are thinking the same thing. Whatever the human thinks, the horse thinks, and then he just does what he's thinking. So lunging is no different. Now, where can, where can lunging come in really handy? Okay, well, if you need to send your horse into a trailer, like where you stand to the side, and ask them to send, uh, ask them to turn away from you and walk up into the trailer. Could come in really handy there. If you need to send him through a gate, like you open the gate and then have him walk through it first, and then you come behind him. Uh, there's, you know, there's all kind of places to where having shoulder control and being able to easily stop your horse and have him back up. Uh, while, you know, standing 10 feet away from him on the ground with nothing but a lead rope. There's tons of places that could come in handy. Uh, you know, the, the most basic of basic groundwork is, from a little bit of a distance, be able to have your horse stop and maybe back up a little bit. Uh, and, you know, a lot of, a lot of times people will say, uh, you know, well, I, uh, I trail ride and I don't really need to side pass. And, you know, that may be true. Some people may feel differently and some people may feel that that's true, but I guess it kind of depends on how tight the area is you're trail riding in. But anyways, uh, you know, they, they may be right. There may never be an op uh, a time where you actually need to move your horse sideways. Uh, it's a real cool thing to do and it's a really fun thing to do. And then you think, Okay, well, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna need to do that, so I'm not gonna try to mess with it, learn it, teach my horse to do it. But see, if you take that way of thinking, you're missing out on one more opportunity to have communication with your horse to get your horse to say, "Oh, I'm seeing what they're wanting me to do. Oh man, they're communicating that really good. I'm, I'm picking up what they're putting down. See, and that's the whole thing." If you can get a horse to where he's saying, hey, I'm picking up what you're putting down, 
that is the true answer for fixing spookiness, you know, any of those weird problems that, that we have with our horses. It's all rooted in lack of confidence in the horse. If a horse is unsure of himself, he'll work off of his instincts. And if he's doing that, there's no telling what he could do. So, you know, ha- building that that foundation where that horse just has a general feeling of, hey, I get this person and this person gets me. That's the key to confidence, which is the cure for pretty much any horse problem that you could have with a horse. So uh, I know that was a really in-depth discussion on uh, lunging a horse, but could uh, before, I, before we quit, I'm going to leave you guys with a couple interesting little challenges. And it's one of those things that's so simple, you would think, holy cow, why can this potentially, you know, a lot of you, some of these, some of you guys' horses might just do it, but most of them will probably not. But here's the challenge. Uh, there's a couple of them. Challenge number one, see if you can get your horse to lunge at a walk. Challenge number two, now this is a good one. See if you can get your horse while walking around you in a circle, preferably about you know, eight to 10 feet away from you. See if you can get that horse to stop and stay facing the direction that he was going when he was walking a circle around you. What you'll probably find is it's kind of difficult to get him to stop and not try to turn in and face up to you. So you guys just try that and see see how it goes. Uh, now, I'm not really sure uh, where the where this podcast is going, but anyways, if you have a lot of trouble with getting him to stop without turning in and facing you, the thing to do is is as you stop him and he starts to try to think about turning in towards you, kind of keep shaking so he doesn't walk forward. You know, you shook your lead rope to get him to stop. And then just start to kind of walk up towards his cheek and, you know, wave your arms a little bit, kind of push on the air with your hands. Just kind of put up a little wall on his left neck, left cheek, to kind of encourage him not to turn in. And that's kind of the thing you do to get them where they can do that. And you think, well, why would I do that? Same reason. Just see if you can get an idea in your head of what you want the picture to look like, get a picture, and then see if you can communicate that picture to your horse. And the better we get at doing that, the easier horsing gets. Uh, you know, just anything you want to teach them, you'll get, you guys will get to where you can just make up your own, you know, technique or how you do it. And as long as it's rooted in, good timing and clarity you can just make something up and you'll find that it works you won't have to think okay what do i do when this happens you just make it up and it will just work for you and that is you know that's kind of where we're all trying to get where we just think horse so much we kind of just naturally 
are really good at getting in their way and getting out of their way. And within a few minutes, you know, we can have them doing kind of whatever we want within reason, pretty dang easy and pretty dang quick. So, uh, if, if you guys go out and try any of this stuff and you're having difficulty with it, uh, just remember you can go to, uh, you can go to the buckaroocrew.com and you can go in there and watch the virtual clinic where we break down all of the things that we've talked about and we show people how to get their horses to doing these things real quick, real easily. It's, it's actually a pretty basic deal. Uh, there's also, we also have some YouTube videos out that'll talk about a little bit of shoulder control and uh, things like that. So I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it, and we will see you next time. And once again, apologies for, uh, for my scratchy voice. Have a good night. You've been listening to the Carson James Podcast. Real. Simple. Horsemanship. Subscribe now to get new questions answered every week. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, drop us a review and share it with your horsey friends. 